Hey, it's Darren Johnson, weekly newspaper podcast sponsored by my two newspapers. The first of which is Campus News. Campus News is a newspaper that hits colleges and has been around for, uh, we're in our 14th year, started, our first issue hit around this time in uh, 2010. And before that, I had advised other school papers, and I thought, hey, maybe I'll create an independent paper that hits multiple campuses. And it mostly exists around New York. And then um, in 2000, around this time of the year, I also took over a paper in Greenwich, New York, upstate, deep upstate New York, uh, called The Journal and Press, The Greenwich Journal and Salem Press. You know, it's one paper. Um, And that paper was founded in 1842. It's been uh, an interesting project. I'm also a full-time professor of journalism. I get these visiting professor roles at at colleges. And so I run a school paper at, at another college and uh, the radio station as well. So I have a lot going on, uh, obviously. And they are, all of this world is like, hey, I'm a walking, um, I'm a walking corporation. Like I have, everything I do is just all one world. Newspaper work, writing, laying out, teaching, radio, podcasting. It's just one world. It's just everything I do. It's it's all tied together, and there's no separating it at this point in time. So welcome to the podcast. Hopefully you will uh, go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to it. Um, it's pretty easy to do. Just look for weekly newspaper podcast. And if it's not popping up, then type in my name also. So weekly newspaper podcast and Darren Johnson. D-A-R-R-E-N. Okay, so um, this particular episode, I wanted to talk about AI. Now, if you you know, know your journalism history, right? I teach mass media, so I am forced to know journalism history. Um, there, newspapers were slow to react, as you know, in the 90s to the birth of the internet. They didn't know what to do. And they kind of handled it all wrong, while other industries did well with the transition. So books, for example. Books said, we're not going to give away our books for free. You can buy a Kindle or a, um, what was the competitor to Kindle when it first came out? A Nook. I don't know if Nooks are still around. Um, Or something like it. You know, now you can read it on an iPad, um, and you're going to pay three bucks or six bucks or eight bucks. Like, we're not going to give it for free. And sure, there was like a bootleg economy, just like with music. You know, there were people creating pirate sites for books and audiobooks and music. But for the most part, most people want to do the right thing, and they were willing to pay. Well, newspapers panicked. They were like, oh, people are taking our columns. They're taking Dave Barry um, and putting it on the web for free. What are we going to do? Well, let's just give out our newspaper for free. Dumbest move in, in the history of, of media. Let's just give out our newspaper for free on the web. And we'll make our money from advertising because we have these sales forces that go out and sell print advertising anyway. And... Um, and we'll just tell them to sell banner ads, and it'll all work out. Don't worry about it. 
Okay, well, that didn't work out at all. So it conditioned people to expect news to be free. So they expect news to be free now. So it conditioned them not to buy the newspaper, either in print or online. And it um, and the banner ad sales never really happened. Uh, they Google and Facebook and other companies were more aggressive, and they controlled the whole ad game. So it didn't work out in any regard. Why would you go to your local newspaper to buy an ad when you can just go to Google or Facebook directly and get a better price and target zip codes directly through them? You know, why, why would you go to your newspaper? You don't need to. So dumb move. So people were conditioned. So in recent years, newspapers have tried to create paywalls and it's too late. You know, the, the, that, that, you know, bus has already left the station. Um, some people pay for the paywalls. Most people don't. And if you have a paywall, they'll just leave and never come back. So it's, it's done. There's no getting money from banner ads and there's no money from paywalls. Now, there might be lawsuits and such where Google, Facebook, et cetera, have to pay existing news publishers, those that didn't go out of business, um, a stipend of some sort. But, you know, yeah, that'll be pennies on the dollar compared to what could have been had all these years if newspapers were smarter. Well, so where are newspapers being dumb now? You know, are they making the same mistakes again? And I think they're being dumb with AI, artificial intelligence. They're afraid. Oh, my God, AI is here. We better, you know, we better uh, be ready for this. But let's break this down. Let's break this down. And I think this will be useful for people that own very small newspapers, like my journal and press in a small town. Um, and I think it'll be very useful for people that run school papers, like my campus news at a high school or a college or something like it. Um, so, or a niche publication of some sort. This might not apply as much to daily newspapers, whatever daily newspapers are left, because they've already kind of devalued their content so much over the years and made it so generic that I think that um, it's too late for them to, to, to benefit from the AI revolution. All right, so you could just be in a panic and say, oh, my God, AI is here. What are we going to do? And we better um, you know, stick to our guns and resist AI because AI is, is the enemy. It's going to get smarter and smarter. It's going to run newspapers. All right, for the most part, if you're talking about online newspapers, yes, I can see, you know, I'm technological. I teach in computer labs and I used to even teach like early when I first started teaching in the 90s uh, there. I used to teach computer classes because I was the most technological person in the department. So they would say, oh, can you teach HTML or something? So not afraid of technology at all. Um, I do have high integrity when it comes to writing. And I don't like the idea of writing, of AI writing something original and expecting human beings to read it. And, and, you know, I don't think that's a fair exchange. I think humans want humans to write their work, uh, write the work that's in the paper. And currently, a good human writer can do a better job than AI. AI is pretty detectable to, even subconsciously, to an average reader 
um, hey, this article was good, not great. You know, they, they might read it and say it was useful, but not didn't have that flair to it. Didn't like say it didn't have the wow factor to it. AI doesn't have that yet, but eventually it, it will get smarter and it might be able to use gimmicks that make the writing seem okay. You know, people like the writing in, in most movies, which most movies are not very good. The writing isn't very good. It's very cliched and uh, formulaic and, and all of that. Titanic, you know, it's not, it's not a well-written movie by any stretch, but it was a blockbuster movie. So people are willing to accept writing that uses gimmicks, and AI will be able to figure out those gimmicks. Um, that said, that doesn't mean you should risk your integrity on, on just saying, okay, we're just going to AI the whole paper. But there are lots of areas where we as small publishers can benefit from AI, and we could even use it to our advantage to, to win this game, to win the publishing game, to beat the dailies, to beat the, the web, you know, the websites that will try to mimic us. Um, we can do certain things that, that AI won't be able to beat us at. All right, so what will AI be able to beat us at? AI will be able to, that was my dog. Uh, AI will be able to, um, he hates the school bus. AI will be able to create websites in infinity, even at the local level. All right, so they will be able to create news websites that seem local enough. We've already determined that people don't care about brands. They don't care that, oh, the Daily Tribune in town has been here since 1922. They don't care about that. They don't care about the brand. The brand means very little to 90-something percent of readers. It just doesn't matter. Um, we've seen that happen over and over again with all the fake news, quote-unquote, um, and people getting fooled by it. So people don't care about it having a brand. And in fact, the brand might be a negative in some cases if the paper has been too political one way or the next, and people on one side or the other won't believe in the brand. So, um, and there's been some good articles lately on that. You know, like maybe, maybe the New York Times has made a mistake being choosing a side. You know, they, they have... You'd be a fool to say that they didn't choose a side in certain, let's let's say, the presidential um, a realm. Uh, you know, did they pick a side? You know, if they have twenty nine stories that are anti Trump and you know twenty nine stories that are pro Biden, uh, is that picking a side? You know, or you know, even though you know they might feel they're right. Um, is if 40% of America kind of likes a particular candidate, should you, you know, is it okay? It's not like we're talking about um, a very fringe, you know, minor party candidate, but a major party candidate, you know, should you let that person have equal space, give or take, with the other candidate in equal tone? Um, even if you feel that candidate is a threat to your business model or democracy or whatever. I don't know. That's one of those questions that I really don't have to deal with because I, I have a small town paper and I have a, um, um, I have a college paper, which really, you know, we're, we're not 
in the press room you know, covering the president. So it's not something we have to worry about. But brand doesn't matter. And these websites will be able to mimic what we do on the web. And we'll see what, you know, how some of the court cases go as to if they can pretty much steal our copy and change words around, use a thesaurus and change our words around and, and, uh, and just steal our copy outright. Or can they actually do some reporting? You know, a lot of town government entities, they put their meetings on Zoom. Could a bot cover it, transcribe it, turn it into a story? Yes. You know, it would just take a programmer to kind of know where to steer it. But yes, that can happen. Um, and then they're mimicking uh, mimicking a site. Would locals go along with it if it was a bot website versus their local paper? I think locals would. They, they show no loyalty to their local paper. Uh, most of the local businesses don't show a lot of loyalty. You know, I'd say in our town... We have, I'd say maybe 20% of the people are loyal to the paper, but a lot of people aren't. You know, maybe they got mad at it at one point in time, you know, before I owned it or as I've owned it. Maybe they feel like because um, one party won the local election and we covered the local election, we're against the other party. Or, um, or maybe they had a DWI in 1979 and we're in the paper and, and they're, they they you know, still don't like the paper to this day. Maybe we had a typo in, in an obituary. Um, could be a million reasons. And it, it could just be that they don't want to pay the two bucks for the paper. So that could be the reason, too. So there are lots of reasons, uh, and that's probably the most common reason. You know, like they can stand on a high horse, but the reality is people have been conditioned not to pay for the newspaper. So they're not going to pay for the newspaper. Um, and then they might also say, oh, it's a liberal rag or, oh, it's, uh, you know, it gets you know, con con uh, accused of being, because we also run stories on candidates in our area who happen to be Republican. Um, it gets accused of being too conservative, too. So we get, we get it from both sides. Um, I think just some people are so um, partisan that they can't accept any speech that contradicts their worldview in any case i should get off my high horse and just get into the the nuts and bolts of this podcast all right so yes i think the locals would go along with it i think local businesses would go along with it all right let's say a bot that takes the semblance of a good-looking person um asks to zoom with the local pizza place and says hey we'd like to do a profile of your business um Wendy, our bot, they could even be outright, you know, up front and say it's a bot. Wendy, our bot, can interview you at 1 o'clock p.m. via Zoom. And the local pizza place says, wow, free publicity. Yeah, I can go on Zoom at 1 o'clock. And then they go and they talk about, you know, how they make their pizza and what their specials are. And the bot turns that into a story. The pizza place owner is totally happy with that doesn't cost anything for either side maybe maybe they will charge the pizza place um and i you know if, if it were me i'd have to pay a reporter 
Then I'd have to come up with like the integrity questions, like why am I interviewing this pizza place? Um, you know, it, it would just be a little bit more awkward. But a bot doesn't feel that sense of awkwardness. Um, and then before you know it, they're covering the car dealer. They're covering um, a little, uh, you know, thrift store in town. They're covering a smoke shop. They're covering uh, a bar. They're covering all the little businesses in town. And they're doing their little bot interviews. And they're posting it to the web. And they're making little web interviews. And they're posting it to social media. And they're doing it all based on programming and algorithm. And they're not the only one. There's like five or six or seven of these and they're just taking over your town, and then maybe they're charging fifty, you know, less than you would charge uh, for like advertorial on their site. So yes, we have no chance against AI unless there's some kind of major legislation, which I doubt is going to happen. Um, AI on the web level, but what what do we have? You know, we have physical. And there's things that the bot can't do. So we can keep these print publications going. We can keep our print pubs going. And the bot can't figure out that at this point. It would require them to um, collect a bunch of stories, turn it into a publication, liaison with the printer, get the printer to um, get the copies to a person because currently there isn't a walking robot. Although, you know, maybe five, ten years from now there will be. But, you know, maybe like a self-driving car combined with a, uh, um, a robot or something could do it. And get it to uh, various locations, get permission from the various stores and such to distribute this newspaper and if needed, collect the money for newsstand sales, or if it's a free publication, you know, collect the old ones, recycle them. It's a lot, a lot of moving pieces that I don't think AI will be able to do anytime soon. So that blue-collar aspect of owning a newspaper is something, and a blue-collar aspect in general, carpentry, uh, painting, you know, paving, anything that is blue collar as we saw during the pandemic when they listed the essential jobs anything that's blue collar can't easily be duplicated so how i saved campus news during the pandemic was um when all the colleges were closed in our area because we're in new york and new york was very um uh, reactive to the covid pandemic uh we had just before the pandemic it's like as if a blessing from, you know, the higher power um, gave me this idea. I went and got permits in the city of New York to place news boxes on the streets of New York, like you see, you know, at the Village Voice or whatever, and got the insurance and all that, did all the paperwork, took about a year, and got boxes placed in New York City and then got a partnership where we could place our newspapers in Manhattan in these, like, kiosks, um, in key places. And so the pandemic hit and we were able to physically distribute a newspaper still, even though all of our campuses were closed per se, because we had boxes right outside the campus and people were still going around the campuses in and out. Maybe they'd register, maybe they'd do whatever. We did reduce circulation, but 
we were able to um, keep going. So the blue-collar aspect of the newspaper is what you should cling on to. And I wouldn't, if I were you, if you're debating, you know, should we go web only? First off, even if AI isn't in the equation, web only is, is a tough go, because just for the aforementioned fact that, A, um, you lose that permanence of having a print paper, and then you lose people won't take you as seriously. So the editorial aspect um, is lessened, and people will take you less seriously. It'll be like, oh, it's just a website. Secondly, the ads, which are usually the revenue, um, the main revenue stream. And you can say, well, we'll just sell subscriptions. Uh, people don't want to subscribe online. That's pennies on the dollar. Um, you won't get the ads because Google and Facebook, etc., control the ads. So it, you might not want to go web-only anyway. But a lot of people want to go web-only to save face because their paper is losing money. And they feel like you know the end is near. And maybe we can hang on a little while longer um, if we uh, if we go web only, or if you're a school paper, maybe you'll say, "Hey, we'll still get our club funding, but we won't have to print a paper, so we'll save some money in that regard." Um, and so they still get the practice of journalism, but without the actual uh, physical aspect. But I would hold on to that physical aspect because that might be all we have left after AI you know, uh, strips our carcass, as, you know, so to speak, um, and online, because AI will knock the hell out of us online. But how can we, you know, beat AI at its own game? Well, I'm, I'm using AI. I'm not using it to write stories, but I just used it a few minutes ago before I started this podcast. Um, I did an interview with someone who has a, a TV show on cable, and I did it via phone. And I put it on speaker, um, and I recorded it using the same device I'm recording this podcast with. And I ran it through um, Descript, which is transcription software, and it has AI. It took out all my filler words, all the uhs and, and you knows and those types of things, and it turned it into a Q&A article. All I have to write is the preamble to the Q&A. So I'll just write like a 150-word preamble and then just run the Q&A and say, here's our Q&A and, uh, with this TV personality. Um, saves me a lot of time. People like to read Q&As, and it's, you know, it's still journalism, um, but it's not going to be in the um, feature style of writing, but in a, more of a Q&A style of writing, which um, will save me a lot of time. I can do more interviews. So I spend less time going through my notes and trying to think of an interesting lead and trying to think of transitions and kickers and reconstructing notes and all of that. So that's one use of AI that's helping me already. Proofreading and editing is another area it can help you with. Now, you have to be careful. AI might change your writing around. So, and maybe AI is improving, but if I say, hey, can you copy edit this piece? to AI, it might try to rewrite it, which isn't what I want. So you have to be very specific and say, please only change, you know, egregious grammatical and spelling errors and, um, you know, because you don't want it to write for you or it'll turn it into something very boring and plain 
and it'll like, and it might even incorrectly change the piece. So always keep the original so that you can check it against what AI does. But it can help you with proofreading and editing. We get a lot of press releases. And for my college paper, Campus News, the press releases are pretty good. So they're, they're written by professionals who work at the colleges or for PR agencies. And they're 99% they're good and ready to go. I might have to just clip them for length. But for my community newspaper, and if you run a like a smaller level newspaper, you might get this a lot. We get a lot of press releases that are poorly done, poorly written, uh, for like, hey, there's a pancake supper at the VFW. I'm not blaming the VFW. It's just a wild example. But we're doing a, uh, you know, we're doing something like that. And I'd say 80% of those are pretty bad. So I could run them through transcription software and say, could you clean this up for me? And it'll clean it up and still get the who, what, where, when in there. And it'll be better than what the person sent me. Um, you know, because most people aren't professional press release writers. If it's just someone who works for the local church or something and they're sending us a press release or uh, the local local soup kitchen, or it's not going to be... They, they didn't go to college to write press releases. They're just trying the best they can. So... Um, AI can help in that regard, and it's better for all involved. It's better for me, and it's better for the venue that needs the publicity because it'll be better written. Translations. Okay, so before the pandemic, one thing that I didn't do, and I was close to it, really close to it, I did a lot of, and I think this would work. I mentioned Campus News is in New York City, and New York City has a large Spanish-speaking population, especially at the community colleges. Uh, that we serve. So I was really close to coming out with a Campus News uh, Latino um, or Latinx uh, edition. And it, um, I had several stories translated. I worked with Spanish departments on campuses. Um, I know Spanish a little bit. You know, I know decent enough where I can go to Mexico and get around. Um, and we're really close to, um, and I have some lineage that's, that's Hispanic. Um, and I feel that, um, I felt that, you know, we were close to coming out with, which would have been the first, I think, print um, Spanish language college paper in the United States. And putting it on the streets and that type of thing. Came close to it, then the pandemic happened, and, you know, financial nightmare of that. But um, let me just turn off this phone. All right. But it um, didn't happen with the pandemic. All right. Things are starting to get better again. Pandemic was a major setback. But um, I wouldn't have to go through these Spanish language departments now. I can um, use AI... And I have to tell you, working with you know Spanish uh, students, it was kind of uh, language students. Not you know they were English. Spanish was their second language, so they were they were working on translations. It wasn't really all that easy. It was kind of a pain. I had to pay money. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent convinced that their translations were were perfect, um, and you know they were a little clunky at times. Um, 
AI will give me better, better translation. So if I am to readdress the Spanish language edition of Campus News or any other newspaper, I can use AI for that now. Uh, images. I mentioned in the last podcast that a lot of times there's a hole on a page. Let's say the page can support a thousand words and you don't have any art for it. Well, in the past I used to use um, like clip art or stock art and I'd pay like the $8 or whatever for a stock art image. So let's say it was a story on um, fishing with your dad, you know, or something like that. Someone wrote a column on, on fishing, you know, going fishing. I could go on a stock image site and type in fishing, you know, or something and get an image that would fit. It would show like some kid with his father um, fishing off a dock or something. And, and that would be fine. I'd pay the fee and put it in the paper. Well, now I could ask AI for free to create an image. And if, you, if you're very specific about it, you say like what style of image you want, um, what the article is. You could even name an era, like I want it to look like a 1920s style. Um, you can say if you want line art, if you want it color. And AI will give you a bunch of options and you could fill that hole. So if someone only writes 800 words and it's a thousand word page, well, you could put an image on that page that AI creates and I have to tell you, it looks pretty credible. It looks pretty good. And I, I'm decent with art, um, but I can't draw the images for every single you know space at, at the paper. And plus, it, you know, is that being self-indulgent if I do that? So if I use AI, it's it's instantaneous too because I don't always have time to go find an artist and then you know work with that artist. It might take days or a week or more to get something. Hey, we have an article on um, on someone going fishing. Can you draw something? And then they might submit something that's not right. You go back and forth, back and forth. With AI, it could be done in minutes. So that's another thing you could fill your paper with. You could even make comics. You could write the comic and tell what style you want. I want it to be in the style of 1920s newspaper, you know, um, comic. And, um, and write the words, how many panels you want. And AI can create that for you. AI sometimes has trouble with text. So in the, in the word bubble, you might have to use Photoshop and type in the text, but you can get a comic font. So a font that looks like it would be used in a comic book. There are lots of them available and you can use that in the thought bubble uh, or the conversation bubble. Um, I mentioned transcriptions. You can, you can just put your zoom microphone on a, um, on like the podium at an event and have the whole speech, run it through transcription software. You could do a Q&A with someone really quick. Just let them know you're recording because legally I think you should. Um, but tell them, a lot of people, when you say you're recording, think you're going to, and with Zoom it automatically creates an MP3 file so you have the audio file um, as long as you tell the people. But um, you know, for a journalism ethics purpose, uh, it's you should tell the person, hey, I'm recording this, but you should tell them so that they don't become reticent that you are just um, using it for your own note-keeping purposes and transcription purposes so that you get your quotes correct and the, um, the subject will appreciate that you are being accurate. But a lot of people don't want you to turn that transcription into, say, a podcast or a vodcast because they might not have done their hair that day or... They might want to speak off the record at times. 
So if you tell them that you're just using it for your note keeping and nothing else, that's usually fine. Um, so have that recorder going. If you're using a phone, put it on speaker and just, um, there is software that lets you record phone calls, but I like to put the Zoom microphone right next to the, um, right next, Zoom is a brand of microphones that a lot of journalists use. It's not the, the web-based video company, but it's a different company. Just type in Zoom microphone. It's an all-in-one microphone. I put it right next to, you can even get an older model, and I just put it right next to the uh, speaker on the phone, and it does fine, and then I run it through transcription software. You can have AI create the ads for you. All right, so um, here's what used to happen in the 90s and early 2000s, and maybe some newspapers to do, do this. When computers first came out, it became easier for publications to create ads um, because software like Photoshop and Quark Express and InDesign and a, um, Illustrator, Adobe Illustrator, uh, made it easier to create ads. So most newspapers had a full-time graphic designer on staff. I no longer do that. I don't have a graphic designer on staff. I do it all myself. I think you have to be an all-in-one, like I said, person to own a newspaper nowadays. So I do it myself. But I only have so many hours in a day. And back in the day, when you had a full-time graphic designer on staff, you would have that graphic designer create what are called spec ads. Spec ads are ads that you create without asking. So that local pizza place... You create an ad for them without them asking for it and you send them or you have a, uh, someone bring it by because in those days the internet wasn't as common. Um, bring by the ad or you can send it by email. Hey, we'd like to run this ad in our paper. Here's what it costs. And then they might give you, well, usually it was a good way to break the ice. They might say, no, we don't want to run an ad. Or they might, and this is more common, they might feel, wow, you created an ad. I kind of like it. It would open up a conversation. Well, we don't want to run a $350 ad, but we could afford $200. And then you'd create a slightly smaller ad. And, oh, you got our phone number. We use a different phone number now or something. You got our phone number wrong in the ad. And they might have some corrections to your ad. But it opened up a conversation with that business. So with AI, you can create spec ads for all the local businesses in town send them an email hey we'd like to run this ad in your um in your paper now like i said ai is having trouble with text so in in the graphics so you might have to you know do some things differently but at least it could open up a conversation and they won't know that you made the ad with ai so and they might just say oh yeah approved and sure you know run that ad it looks great um so it could open up a conversation. So create a bunch of spec ads for all the local businesses in your town. Maybe AI will get to the point where you could even lay out the newspaper using AI. So the whole paper, you could just tell AI, hey, here are the 10 stories, 20 stories that are going to appear in the paper. Um, please put them in a logical order. I would like the story on uh, parking tickets or whatever to be on the cover um, here are the images that go with the uh, the paper lay it out 
and AI could create a camera-ready PDF for the printer. I, I think that's around the corner. Already, there are some plugins for Adobe InDesign where you can publish directly to the web any individual story that's in your newspaper. So I'm going to start using those in the new year. I just learned about these plugins. So that'll save me a lot of time with my WordPress site. So you could do that too with AI. You could have AI um, create, do your billing rate sheets. So, you know, other mundane tasks um, can be created by AI. You might want to use AI to freelance certain stories. The aforementioned create a bot that um, looks like a human and can Zoom with someone locally. And you could be the human that liaisons but you don't have you only have so many hours in a day have this bot um, and there is software for this too I forget the name of it uh, be the one that interviews your uh, local businesses you could even create a dedicated page so the businesses can call in at any time and um, hey local pizza place you want an article in our paper um, you know, you call it advertorial or something, so that it, put it in a different font if you want it to be advertorial, and they pay a little bit of money for it. But they can call in to go into this dedicated page, do a little interview with your uh, with um, Cindy, you know, your your bot um, reporter, and then have it appear and charge for that if you want. Uh, subscriptions, you could have your bot go around sell subscriptions, you know, have answer questions. Uh, be a sales force for you. Maybe they can make phone calls. Um, you could have them handle the subscription software because we mail the journal and press and barcodes and such have to be created. Maybe a bot can do all that. So have AI do it. Um, it could post to your WordPress and your social media. So over the, you know, Facebook's been giving me some money because some of our posts are popular. And maybe AI could post um, to Facebook more often. Like we get like these little press releases that are cute and they sometimes get a lot of play. Like the um, local VFW visited the local senior center and sent some photos and a little write-up. You know, it took me like five minutes or so to post it. But if like AI could go through that stuff automatically and post it to our social media uh, maybe they could ask my permission first so that, you know, we're not posting junk. But um, then, you know, that would increase the hit count on Facebook, and then my revenue from Facebook might be a little bit better. So that could be something that AI does too. So I would, you know, embrace those things. So here's the checklist really quick. AI can do Q&As, proofreading and editing, translations, images for pages, um, create comics and other graphics like infographics. It can be used at events. It can transcribe speeches, etc. Um, you can do ads with it. Maybe even layout someday. You can do your billing and freelance. You can maybe create a, a freelancer, um, a bot freelancer that could write, you know, more softer stories. I wouldn't do it for hard news, but softer stories. Uh, rate sheets, subscriptions. Posting to WordPress or whatever your your um, website software is, and social media. Uh, so AI can do a lot of different things for you, and it could help you as a business 
uh, it could help you as a business survive. And then maybe you can concentrate on the things that matter. Like if you are writing that really in-depth story that requires that human connection, you know, if you're doing something on um, immigration to your area and, you know, how um, immigrants are working as migrants in your area or how they're being treated and you're doing like that story that AI probably couldn't do, now you can focus on, on like, you know, meeting people and going behind the scenes and, you know, asking the hard questions as opposed to doing like billing and, oh, is that, um, is that web ad, you know, the right pixels, you know, you won't have to worry about that stuff anymore. So maybe it might open up a bunch of opportunities for you. All right. In any case, this is the weekly newspaper podcast. Like I said, please like it, um, give it a rating of five or better if you could, on Apple Podcasts so that we get more exposure. Um, follow it, etc. And you can go to weeklynewspaperpodcast.com for a collection of our podcasts. Um, I am Darren Johnson, and keep, uh, you know, I'll talk to you next time. Uh, local journalist, um, also a regional journalist with Campus News, and I teach journalism classes at a local college. So I'm a busy person. You can contact me anytime at editor at journal and press, all one word, journalandpress.com. All right, this is Darren Johnson signing out.